This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. Where? Oh, where is Deshaun Watson going? Everybody on planet Earth that loves the Saints, that loves the NFL, is currently refreshing their phones all the live long day. Thank God we got John Hendricks coming in at 7.30 to tell us exactly where, and I mean exactly where, Deshaun Watson's going. Is it going to be the Saints? Who that? Who that? Is it going to be the Falcons? Maybe we should have said that 28 minutes and 30 seconds in, (laughs) 28 Second, 28 minutes and three seconds into the program. See what I did there? 28 minutes and three seconds into the program. Is Deshaun Watson going to the Falcons? We'll see. I kind of feel like the Panthers are out of it. Nobody's talking about the Panthers. We'll touch on that. We will touch on Deshaun Watson a little bit here and a little bit at mostly at 730 when John joins us. But we do. To start off, have to get to them LSU Tigers. The LSU baseball Tigers take care of the two-lane green wave last night. Shout out to the Southeastern Lions, my alma mater. Lion up, baby, as they take Ole Miss downtown. 
Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. As they took down the number one Ole Miss Rebels, congratulations to them. We will get to Scott Woodward and this head head basketball coaching search. What I'm hearing in reference to what potentially Scott Woodward, LSU's athletic director, will be looking for and LSU's next head coach in the hurdles we all know that he may face. But what is he looking for? And Rafino's rants as everyone on planet Earth continues to believe Will Wade is innocent. Well, most of or some people, I should say, maybe not everybody, but some people uh, talking about Will Wade's innocence. I'm going to tell you why Will Wade is not innocent here tonight and why we it's very dangerous to say that he is innocent. Don't be a Rudy Pooh. My God. I, I, it's like Will Wade could go out in the street, punch somebody in the face, and we just say he didn't do it. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. We'll touch on, that, uh, touch on that after the break. But a rant is on its way because you come here for the truth. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. We will definitely, definitely get to that. Marvin Mackey Jr. says, rant, rant, rant. Let the hate flow. Well, see, there's no hate in here, Marvin. That's where you get it wrong, my brother. Uh, Seth says that uh, down goes Frazier impression is pretty spot on. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. It should because that was uh, part of our intro for... uh, the first hundred episodes before we started going live. Down goes Frazier. Uh, ben on Facebook says, let's get it. Be money. Be money. Be money. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> uh, Chris English says, big pressure. I don't know if big pressure's in the building. There he is. Big pressure in the building. Pressure, you, I saw that post you had up there, Pressure, Pressure posted on his Facebook. He said, uh, Lamar Williams, for everybody listening to the audio podcast platform. But he said, man, the diesel is $1,800 again. Uh, $1,800 filling my truck. No, good and damn well, he's got the money with that private school. <laughs> and Craig Schilling says, ah, we are live. That we are. Uh, and Jay Hodge Sr. says, I hope we can break some news during the show, Watson to the Saints. Hell, me too. Me too. Hopefully, John Hendricks is able to come in and uh, break that news for us. And Ann Marshall says, Rudy Crew, what's happening? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So let's do this. We got a lot to get into. Rafino's rants right after the break. Why Will Wade uh, is not innocent and who is Scott Woodward? What kind of coach is Scott Woodward looking at or looking for? Uh, tell you some things we're hearing around LSU basketball and LSU's athletic department. Uh, before then, everybody do us a favor by hitting that like and share. If you're on Facebook, hit that. Everybody smash the like button. Like this is the Avengers. This is like the MCU. I want you to Hulk smash that like button. Hulk smash. There goes Ben. There goes Ben. He's saying hit the like button for his dad. 
Don't forget to share your social media platforms and some Facebook groups. If you're listening to us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and notification bell. We would greatly, greatly appreciate that. If you're listening to us on the audio podcast platform, uh, do us a favor. Hit the like and subscribe. Rate and subscribe there as well. I feel a giveaway coming, y'all. I feel it coming. All I will say is this. If you're not following us on Twitter, you better do so. Because I feel a giveaway coming as we're going to be giving away some more money here within the next month. All right. All right. Let's get rolling. Let's pay some bills around this thing, and then we'll get started. None better than our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons, betonline.ag. Guys, with over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varno and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them your good friend Blake Rafino over at AYS. Since you on by our good friends over at betonline.ag. Guys, where's Deshaun Watson going? <laughs> you want to bet on Deshaun Watson? You can go do it. Did you see that the, uh, the, the, the odds... The, the Saints Super Bowl odds went from 50 to 1 to 18 to 1. All the greatest and best bets over at Bet Online. Not only that, we have March Madness. It is here. So head on over to Bet Online today. Sign up by using your mobile device. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus for listening to AYS by using the Believe promo code. That's B L E A V. B L E A V. Get that 50% welcome bonus. It's betonline.ag. Bellline.ag. All right, let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. <laughs> I can't help myself. I can't help myself. You got to be in the rhythm. I was telling some guys that were starting a podcast, the, the Golden Boot Podcast. You know, we kind of start off the show a, a lot like the same every night. It's the cadence. It's the rhythm. It's what we do. But every single time I say, let's get it going. Uh, let's get it started, y'all. So funny. Uh, Rick says, hashtag ask Blake. Tom Brady coming back to the Bucks makes it more important for the Saints to get a franchise quarterback. I can't agree with you more. Now, look, I will tell you this. I don't know my confidence level on Deshaun Watson. We'll get into that with John Hendricks when he when he gets here. Um, but I, I do have to say this. Um you know, what's funny is, is you have a lot of people out there that are talking about Deshaun Watson and they are saying things like, I'm never watching the NFL ever again if Desha- or the Saints ever again if Deshaun Watson's the quarterback. Blake, I'm never turning it on the NFL again if Deshaun Watson is the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. Knowing good and damn well Knowing good and damn well, a lot of people said the same thing when there's a lot of different things that happened in the NFL in the past. Look them up. Colin Kaepernick, uh, uh, Ray Rice, uh, whatever whatever, whatever you want to say that you weren't watching the NFL for, you ultimately came back. So let me go ahead and, and say this. I'm going to watch the NFL. I'm going to watch football. <laughs> You're just going to have to get over it. You're absolutely going to have to get over it. Uh, Gage sends us 499 via Super Chat. Says, love the show. Keep up the great work, man. Thank you 
so, so much uh, uh, for doing that. Thank you so much. All right. Let's get started. I got to get to this Rafino's Ranch. You know we got to talk LSU, y'all. <laughs> Come on. Um, and, and I got to say this because I've been getting this a lot on Twitter. And there seems to be a little bit of a vibe. You know, I went out with a, a very good friend of mine to lunch today. And, you know, as I'm going to my seat, uh, stopped by a couple people and they wanted to know more about Will Wade. And there's about six people sitting there. Um, and two of them are talking about, well, man, Will Wade's innocent. And it just continued for to me to think about everything that ever a lot of LSU fans are talking about on social media, however you want to label it, I guess you should say, uh, a lot of people still believe that Will Wade is innocent. Now, the, the funny thing for me is, is that there seems to be a justification for wrongdoing, which I understand that you there are there are parts in all of this that coaches have to do to get great recruits to their programs. Like I, we're none of us are naive. We understand how the sausage is made. Nobody in this chat that religiously watches sports, no one, is naive enough to believe that Will Wade would not, or Ed Orgeron, or Brian Kelly, or Jimbo Fisher, or Nick Saban how they get elite recruits to come to their programs. Nobody's that naive. If you are that naive, then you might want to wake up. I don't think it's ex as extreme as some people say. I don't think it's as little as some people say. I feel like it's just somewhere in the middle. However, it brings me to this. When you get caught of wrongdoing, whether it be at LSU or whether it be it be at VCU, whether it be, you know, no matter how really or where you get caught, when you get caught cheating, you're going to face some of the consequences. You know, the, the analogy that I keep throwing in my head is this, is if you are, you are married or you're, you're dating someone, you have a significant other, and you have a history of being a quote-unquote cheater. Everything that you do is going to come into question about the validity of what you're saying. You know, like if I was with my wife and I had previous engagements of being a cheater, and maybe, I, maybe there's somebody starts a rumor that I'm cheating on her or doing something, which, by the way, I'm not cheating on my wife. I love my wife way too much. She's way too hot for me to be cheating on her. And I just love her. But you know where I'm about to go with this. But when that rumor starts, no matter if I'm innocent or if I'm guilty, people are going to look at me and look into it, right? Because that's how people are. Will Wade, the aura around Will Wade ever since he stepped campus on LSU was that he was a cheater. Now let's get into the legalities, quote unquote, of what the NCAA has against Will Wade. Guys, they have, I don't know how else to say this. I legitimately don't know how else to say this. They have text messages of Will Wade paying a former player's fiance 
money so that she would not rat on him to the NC2A. Is that clear enough? Is it clear enough? You know, I don't, I, I guess, with my background and where I come from, when someone gives me proof, I believe it when it's tangible and in front of me. It does not matter that if that allegation of Will Wade was at VCU or if it was here when it comes to his level one violation. Actually, it's better for LSU if that specific thing happened elsewhere. I, guys, I don't know how all of this is going to play out. But Will Wade restructured his, restructured his contract that if he brought level one uh, violations against LSU, he could be fired. Now, the one thing that is so damn interesting to me about all of this, all of it, is... Scott Woodward brought in Brian Kelly. We're about to talk about the replacement of Will Wade in here in just a second. He brought in Brian Kelly. He brought in Kim Mulkey. He brought in Jay Johnson. Three really damn good coaches. Nobody thought you could get Brian Kelly. No one thought that you could get Kim Mulkey. Maybe some. I mean, it was really the only coach that we'd ever heard about the women's basketball coach was Kim Mulkey. He pulled it off. Jay Johnson, a coach that's in Omaha with a team that's really good, he pulled it off. Scott Woodward has had a track record of bringing in very, very good coaches. I don't think that that could be denied. Now, Scott is looking for one of his coaches to win a national title since he's been an athletic director, and he's going to get himself one. But to say that Will Wade is innocent and Scott Woodward is wrong is not only stupid, naive, uh, dangerous. It's it, it, it's kind of like you're living in a fantasy world. Wake up and smell the roses. This is not fantasy land. We're not playing Fortnite. We're, this isn't the Avengers. This isn't Marvel. This isn't the MCU. This isn't Harry Potter. We're not Avada Kedabrine, everybody. This is not Voldemort. This is not Dumbledore. You can't just run out there and, and, and live and make believe land and think that something that you believe and when you have pr proof presented to you that it's not true because it's what you believe. That's what is dangerous. It is one of the most dangerous things that our country and the, the culture around our country has today. Why do we have to come out here and say when you're provided evidence that it's not true? Now, LSU is going to fight these. Now, now, listen to this. I want you to understand this. Even if Will Wade, even if Will Wade is not found guilty on all these charges, which I don't think that he will, and there's not really an appeal process with the IARP, so there's not really a lot that he's going to be able to do here. It's not an appeal process. 
that the only thing that I will defend Will Wade on is this. Is the NCAA needs to allow for an appeal process to happen. Will Wade could have gotten that appeal process if he would have cooperated. But he knew what all of us knew. When we have joint bank accounts that he is not innocent, he is guilty. I have come out here and talked more than anybody on God's green earth and God's green planet. Ed Orgeron being a part of the Title IX lawsuit. Due process. Darius Geis, Gloria Scott. Due process. Sharon Lewis suing LSU for $100 million. I've come on this show hundreds of times. Due process. When due process plays out in the Deshaun Watson, due process. When you're provided evidence such as text messages, wiring of trans or, or, or wires, or, or how do I want to say this? Money wires and transfers. Guys, newsflash. They provided it to LSU. Do you believe for one second Scott Woodward accept, would accept and not come out with a stronger statement if will if they did not provide proof and provide you think that they just provided Scott Woodward hearsay? Come on, man. Come on. Now. Now. One thing Scott Woodward's not going to tolerate is this. Is that. <laughs> right? Now, we're going to do conspiracy in sports later on, and I might give you my, the biggest winner. I might table that one for another day. But hearing around LSU is that Scott Woodward is looking for someone to complete the, uh, uh, co the transformation of his legacy at LSU. I have been told, and it's very early process, that Scott would uh, be a little more lenient and possibly, this is not in stone, I'm just giving you some things that, some rumblings. I'm not even coming out here and saying sourcing. Just some rumblings. So understand this. That, they, that LSU could and may be prepared to make, make a deal or try to go after a really good coach knowing that they're going to get sanctions and give a coach a little bit more of an extension. Maybe instead of a four-year deal, maybe he gets a six- or seven-year deal. I don't know that. But that's some rumblings right now. Can you pull off a coach like Scott Drew? Can you pull off a coach like Tony Bennett? Can you pull off a coach like Eric Musselman? I don't know. But you best believe that your AD that you're starting to question after he delivered you three really damn strong coaches within a calendar year, the only thing, the thing that he knows is this. All he's got to do is pick up the phone and start dialing like it's the Wolf of Wall Street. You remember the Wolf of Wall Street? Pick up the phone and start dialing. The worst thing that an Eric Musselman can ever tell you is no. It's no. Let him tell you no. But you don't even know what the sanctions are. Neither does Scott. Neither does the coach. 
But if there's one person at the helm that I'm going to trust more than anybody, it's going to be Scott Woodward. Scott did not fire Will Wade off some baseless ass rumors. Guys, confirmed. I, I, I mean, are you living in, in la-la land? All right. We're not going to be talking about this anymore. But for crying out loud, man, why do we have to come out here and talk about it? All right, Brody Dupre, what's up, Brody? He says, sends us 499 via Super Chat. Thank you so much, bud. He says, question for John Hendricks. Okay, big deal or no big deal that Deshaun Watson met with Atlanta in Atlanta while other teams met in Houston? Okay. Wait, he'll talk about that. Houston, I'm just going to write that down for John when he gets here, just in case I miss it. But that's a good question. Yeah, I mean, he's from that area. We'll see. We'll see. Already got a lot of Ask Johns in here. Let me make, let me refresh Twitter. Let me refresh Twitter. Okay, nothing. Nothing, I don't think. Nope, not yet. No Deshaun Watson news. Uh, Brandon, we got a lot in here. We got a lot of Deshaun Watson uh, 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 questions. Uh, Stephen Frey says, preach. Jason tells me, dude, calm down, bro. Okay. Jason, I, I, I'm sorry to tell you, but number one, no. And, and, and number two, number two, you do realize how dangerous this is, right? Like, everyone understands how dangerous this, this is. Guys, you're facing... Lack of institutional control. Do you understand that they could hit you really hard in both sports? You get that, correct? Do you trust the NCAA? Do you trust the NCAA to make the right decision? Now, I don't think that they are going to hit football hard. No, I do not. Doesn't mean that they're not pansies in that building. This isn't some co- political, uh, uh, you know, political conspiracy or, uh, oh, shoot. I mean, it's just, you know, backwood politics or something like that. It's just not. I, I, I can't. <laughs> All right. Huh. Rick says, and Scott, what will we trust? I, I agree with that. Edward O says, some of y'all clowns are saying Buzz Williams. Ha, did y'all see him crying about not making the tournament for seven minutes after A&M's NIT win last night? I did. I did. I sure did. Claude says that the FBI was a fly on the wall. You know, um, like, you know, when you get specific things, like, let me, let me tell you this, and let's keep this in sports. Um... Like when the Saints go from a 50 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl to 18 to 1 odds, what the, that, the FBI would call that a clue. You ever, you ever played the board game Clue before? That's what you call a clue. Now, it doesn't mean that it's going to pan out. The clue is going to pan out to give you somewhere or give you something. But what do you, what, I mean, <laughs> uh, Craig Schilling says, but, but Blake, where is the proof? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, 
that's the part that gets me the most on all this. Is like when people say there's no proof on Will Wade. Like, are are you stupid, blind, or just incompetent? And you know, the guys at lunch, we had a pretty strong conversation. Marvin Mackey says to Jerome, seven thirty, you will have your answer on Deshaun Watson. Maybe, maybe. But look, Scott's going to go after somebody good here. Now, I had a table, my court, my LSU quarterback talk tonight, which I might get to after John uh, Hendricks leaves us. Um, but I got some stuff around LSU football in reference to the quarterback situation I'd gotten sourced and wanted to talk about tonight. But ha- again, have to table it over an investigation. My word, man. My word. Uh, Ryan Thibodeau says the FBI straight up handed the NCAA over to uh, over Wade and the other basketball coaches. I agree with that. I 1,000% agree with that. You know, what evidence do you want them to provide you? Outs- outside of bribing someone and going against the NCAA rules and covering something up, what do you want them to do? Guys, LSU's not LSU and Will Wade's not in the right here. I know that people don't want me to say this. It's it's the hard truth. People don't like it. But would you rather the truth to be known and be told other than a baseless fact factsless? It's not even a word. Non fact than that. Hmm. All right. Where is Deshaun Watson going? I'm about to tweet out. Quote, at uh, at John J. Hendricks says Deshaun Watson is going dot, dot, dot. John, do you think that's going to get a lot of people in the chat? <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, guys, you know I'm just messing. But I do want we're going to have a good conversation with John here. So let's get to a very quick break, and then we'll get over to him. Got a lot of saints to talk to him, talk to him about. So let's get to the break. None better than our good friends over at Manscaped. Guys, I got to tell you, I've been getting a lot of feedback about a promo code over at Manscaped. Go over there today. Use the promo code AYS. Again, AYS. Get the Lawnmower 4.0, the performance package, everything that they have done for us. I greatly appreciate them. And look, it's just been a great partnership. So go on over to Manscaped today. Use that promo code AYS. Guys, I got to tell you about my good friends over at Manscaped. Look, their product is in the pudding. Or is it down under? (laughs) Well, they told me to tell you that you need to go over to their website today. Like literally, today. Anything and everything is 20% off by using the promo code AYS. Performance Package 4.0. You want the lawnmower? They got it all. Need the nose trimmers? Are you growing hair out your ears? Go get it. All right, that's a good friends over at Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Use that promo code AYS and let them know that your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. And our good friend Carol Foss over at State Farm, 985-395-4300 for all the best rates in auto, home, and life insurances. Guys, is the other insurance companies giving you the runaround during Hurricane Ida? Then you need to get over to Carol Foss and give him a call today. 985-395-4300. That's 985-395-4300. Like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. 
All right, we got a good friend, John J. Hendricks. You can follow him on Twitter at John J. Hendricks. John, I got to ask you a question. How many cup of co- how many cups of coffee have you drinking today? Only had about three, but I've also had a rain, had a couple <laughs> of coats and all that. So, I mean, you know, got to stay caffeinated, and uh, another one's coming because I don't know. We'll see. This thing is is turning into a weight fest, and it's just. I don't know. I think it's up in the air right now. If it, you tell me you can make a case almost for anybody, even though it, some of them don't make sense. Okay, so let's go there. Let's let's get the $35 million elephant out of the room. Uh, look, I, I, I think that the Saints, like you just mentioned, have the most to offer Deshaun Watson. But, look, he's from, the, he's from Georgia, from the greater Atlanta area. Maybe he wants to go home. Panthers, uh, Browns get in the mix. Uh, John, what are you hearing of latest? And, and, and look, like you said, this is going on a long time, but what is going on here with Deshaun Watson? Right now, it's just one of those things where he's just torn. Uh, I think, you know, obviously he's heard from all four teams, heard their pitches, heard their presentations. Everyone went well. Obviously, you put your best foot forward, roll out the red carpet. It's interesting that this meeting with Watson, with the Falcons, was in Atlanta this time. All the other ones, they came to him at Houston, so... I think that obviously says something, but, you know, ultimately this is one of those where I don't think we're going to get a immediate, you know, decision here. Uh, I'd love to tell you it would be tonight because I'd love to put this thing to bed one way or another, because if this doesn't work out, it's team Jameis. Right. And so, um, you know, so right now it's one of those, I think he's going to sleep on it, try to figure out what he wants to do best for his next move. And then just kind of go from there. But, you know, from my understanding, everything, with all four of these teams went well, which I'm not surprised there, but you know, you got to weigh out your options and then make a decision and, you know, hope it's the right one. Well, John, you know, it, it's interesting because we just had a super chat in here and everybody was wanting me to ask you how big of a deal, like you've covered the NFL, you covered the saints for a long time and him going to Atlanta. I, I know that on the, it can be a big deal. It may be a big deal, but do you think that it's because he's from there that maybe it's a little bit different or maybe he goes and sees grandma, mom, whatever it may be? Do you think that that could be a possibility? And to add on to that, Matt Ryan's contract might be pretty hard to move. I, I, I mean, John, let's just play brass tacks here. I mean, they might have to get a third team involved, though, if he goes to Atlanta, right? Yeah, look, that's the, the question. And again, Atlanta to New Orleans, that's a quick little flight. That's not that hard to go to Atlanta. It, it's New 53 Orleans. minutes. I mean, if you, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's right. not much. And he's got the private jet, so he'd probably get there faster, right? Right. And so I don't think that's a huge factor. Um, obviously, being able to play there, I think that obviously might mean a little bit. But, I mean, we've seen teams and players that have had a chance, like LSU products, have a chance to play in front of their home team and doesn't pan out. So it's, it's not necessarily a thing. I think the bigger concern is Matt Ryan's contract because we got word today that the restructure hasn't happened, right? And so, and it even comes down the pipeline that says, hey, they said a week ago that it was, and then his sister's on Twitter apparently saying, no, it didn't. So that's kind of leading to some bad blood there. But, you know, I just don't understand uh, navigating Matt Ryan's contract is going to be huge. I mean, he is a mega cap hit. And, you know, if they didn't restructure him, that's a lot of money on the table. And so they already lost... Russell Gage, they lost a lot of good defensive players. They are entertaining Jarvis Landry, but, man, they don't have any weapons. They just don't – it's not a desirable spot. And the fact is, yeah, you could play in front of your home guys. Again, Carolina's not really a desirable spot. 
Cleveland, I mean, the way they treat in Baker, Baker Mayfield, that's that I don't think I would want to get tied into that. Again, you look at all those different types of factors. I think New Orleans makes the most sense here, right? And again, um, if I was picking, I think that's the most desired outside because he has a, a defense that can play, right? Uh, you have question marks everywhere else. And Cleveland's is pretty good, but offensive side of the ball, you know, unless you're okay with Kareem Hunt and uh, Nick Chubb running the ball all the time, I mean, you don't really have to do much, I guess. So obviously he has the no trade clause. He gets to say so over what is going on. You know, I've heard a lot of Saints players have been on the recruitment train and I think he's going to get bombarded from everybody, right? So I don't think that's anything new. But, um, you know, again, I would think that we might get a decision if it's not late tonight, hopefully tomorrow. And uh, just weighing out the options again. Matt Ryan's contract is is astronomical. Somebody's going to have to take that on. Somebody's going to have to do a thing. And, you know, Terry Fontenot is going in his second year. And obviously, I think there's some maybe some pressure on to make a big splash and to get somebody like him. But, you know, they should have got out in front of this a long time ago because they're going to have to deal with some ramifications if this does happen with them. <sighs> I, I think what you just said was probably the biggest thing in all of this, John. And, and the biggest question that I had, it's not, does he want to go to Atlanta? It's, is it actually feasible for him to go to Atlanta? So I want to ask this off of that. Is there a situation where, I mean, because everybody's talking about Deshaun, right? What does Deshaun want? Does Deshaun want to go here? Does Deshaun want to go there? Well, hell, what about Houston? Now, I know that they probably have to pre-okay a deal before he goes and talks to these teams. But, man, there could be some late-night draws. You talk about Terry Fonda. Does Mickey Loomis pick up the phone and say, hey, because, look, the Saints have had a lot of success with the Texans. Salary cap, how they finagled that kind of stuff. Do you think that Ter- that Fonda's inexperience and Mickey Loomis's experience at the end of the day could, you know, what if the Texans come to Deshaun and say, hey, look, man, the Saints just gave us an offer we can't refuse. Like, we just literally can't refuse. Do you think that the Texans hold all the way here ju- or just as much as Deshaun does in this specific uh, uh, scenario. No, I don't think the Texans have that much. I mean, I think this is a situation where Deshaun's going to pick it, and it's based off of that. Because if they were getting the highest asking price, I mean, Indianapolis called, right? I mean, San Francisco could try to make a move, but they, you know, that's not a realistic option. I mean, these are the four teams on the table, and essentially, whatever they pick, I mean, they've all turned in offers to the Texans. It's just one of those that you know. This is where you want to go. This is the deal that will work out. Obviously, some trades factors are already there. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of, as, I guess I would say, as simple as that. And, you know, I, again, I, this whole saga, he's got a chance to be a featured quarterback no matter wherever he goes. And so I think with him going in a situation where Atlanta and Cleveland with the quarterback situations the way they are there, I think that's a little bit of a tension thing, you know, between front office and those quarterbacks. So, again, I just – I don't know if that would be the smartest move. And then Fontenot, uh, he, I think he's got a lot of experience. I love the hell out of him when he was at New Orleans. He's a smart guy, knows his stuff. Um, you know, I don't know if you say this is a case of master versus teacher or anything like that or anything <laughs> like that. But, you know, I, I would say that Atlanta's going to have a lot of things they're going to have to figure out. And they're going to have to spend like crazy. They're going to have to get him more weapons. They don't have a run game to support Watson. They don't have an offensive line. They just don't have – pretty much much of anything to offer and they just lost their best linebacker and then even with the trade options you know they're talking about throwing Kyle Pitts and AJ Terrell in there I mean that would make no sense you know I just don't get it so I don't know I think New Orleans is a clear-cut guy but again it's um if they don't I think Jameis is your quick answer right there well, it's always great to have a backup plan, and let's see what, you know, we'll get into that in just a second, but Saints lead writer, reporter for at Saints News, at 
SI now. You can follow him on Twitter at John J. Hendricks. Fantastic podcast. I go and listen to it. Believe Podcast Network. We'll let him know where we'll, he'll let he will let you know where to get uh, that at the end of the at the end of the segment. John, let's get very quickly. I want to get one more Deshaun question in, and a lot of people are asking not just Deshaun but other free agency news. Um, outside of Drew Brees, is this the biggest free agent news or following that the Saints have ever had in the last twenty years? In your opinion. Yeah, I mean, just because it's a trade. I mean, Drew was a free agent, Our, you know, and this is a trade, obviously, that you're looking at. And, right, right, right. Um, I mean, I think just overall, just the way the landscape has shifted, just the simple fact that there is no Sean Payton, there is no Drew Brees anymore. This is Dennis Allen finally getting able to put his stamp in things. Um, you know, Marcus Williams was a guy I thought they were going to keep. They're trying to make a keep, but then his price and his tag was just too much, and he got a good deal in Baltimore, but – you know, you get, you know, Marcus May, he's very capable. Some LSU fans might remember his days in Florida. I mean, I think they made out well there. But, you know, look, I think given how Allen talked about this being the most important decision that this team's going to have to make uh, during his press conference when he was introduced, again, I think this is the thing. He's trying to make this big move. And, look, I don't, I don't think parting ways with the three first-rounders is a big deal. I mean, look how they've drafted. You got Cesar Ruiz, Peyton Turner, um, you know, those guys aren't really setting the world on fire. I mean, that's just that uh, I don't think based on how they've drafted recently that you could say, oh, you got to keep that first rounder. But then again, you got to remember, this is not Sean Payton doing it, right? This right. is Dennis Allen with Jeff Ireland and, and Mickey Loomis. So maybe there's a better way to draft now. Um, but, you know, it's all unfamiliar territory in a way. But again, I, I think back to your question, this is the most I- intriguing and most nerve-wracking type of feel that we've had, I think, since I've ever covered this team, probably the last 20 years. Uh, I had to say for me, and obviously we cover more of LSU than, you know, Saints, obviously the head coach last year, I, I mean, it was like, refresh, refresh, refresh. My my wife's like, what are you doing up at, you know, 5 o'clock in the morning? I'm like, dude, I mean, it's just so nerve-wracking. So, I mean, it's just, I, I know the grind you're on, man, and, I, I don't envy you in this, you know, really in the slightest. But John's joining us. Uh, John, we have a, a question here from Shane on YouTube. He says, would Winston get turned off by the Saints' pursuit of Watson? Are we certain that he's a sure plan B? Which I think is a good question. You talked about on to Jameis. Is there, is there a way that maybe Jameis goes to Seattle if this doesn't pan out? Or anywhere? I think there's a market for him. I definitely think there's a market for him, but I think it's also interesting. There's nothing been as far as reported visits or anything from these quarterback needy teams. And, you know, you look at it too. Um, I mean, I think there's some legitimate concerns with him coming off a torn ACL. I know he's put out those workout videos. He looks good. I think he's going to be ready to start in week one. Um, and so again, this is a fluid situation just because now if you're a team looking for a quarterback, which look, let's face it, it's not as many as it used as it was. Right, I mean, you right, got right. Pittsburgh that, fixed their situation. Washington fixed their situation. I mean, there's just a, a lot of things. So Jimmy G's a guy that's still working out there. Baker Mayfield's going to be on the move because I know he's not coming back to Cleveland. Cleveland needs a quarterback, obviously. And then if Matt Ryan is a guy that's going to be on the move, you know, that's another one too. Um, so between those three, Jimmy G, Mayfield, and, and obviously Ryan, uh, you know, Winston might not find an ideal situation at first. I think Seattle would make a lot of sense for sure. And uh, I, I, I know Jameis can play. Look, I know some people have that that knack and that, you know, thing about where, oh, he's a turnover machine and stuff. But, man, I tell you, as since day one when Jameis walked in the building, he was nothing but professional. Looking at a training camp, he just 
just humbled himself. He learned behind Drew. He was doing extremely well. I mean, it was off and on, but I think a lot of that was the continuity at quarterback because you have him go one day with the ones and then he goes with the twos and there's a vice versa. And so once he got a chance to start, I mean, 14 touchdowns, three picks, he was doing some good things with his legs. You know, the only real boneheaded play he had um, was, was against the Patriots where right. he kind of just threw up a prayer and he said, that's all God, you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> ended up being a touchdown, but you know, of his picks, the one bad one, I think was the ones against Carolina, but even still that wasn't totally his fault. So I think Jameis is going to have a market, but I also feel like a lot of these free agents that you see are going to be more of a wave two, wave three type guy. So, I mean, the only one that's been signed is Marcus Williams. Tron Armstead's kind of waiting to see what happens with this Deshaun Watson situation. Obviously, they incur $13 million in dead money, but a lot of these other guys, like P.J. Williams is a prime example. He's going to have to wait. Traquan Smith's going to have to wait. I think Quan Alexander's going to have to wait a little mm-hmm. bit, too. And this is a really interesting way how free agency just kind of goes, and everybody's got to remember this is only the start. Some people, um, you know, I've heard some players probably aren't going to get looks until after the draft, too. So that's when teams will start filling out their roster. So a lot of these guys might have to wait, and so the Saints – one player right now, the big domino, if they could land Deshaun Watson, I guarantee you there's going to be a lot more rumored interest. Some teams might be – our players might be willing to come and take less than what they might can get on the open market just to come play in New Orleans. But we'll see because uh, right now it feels like this thing is being drug out a lot and it doesn't really need to be. Teron, Teron Armstead not signing today before three or getting the deal getting done before three. Are you – I don't want to say nervous, but are you – if Deshaun comes, could they work out a deal there with him possibly to come back? I mean, because it seems like he's being really patient in all of this. If Deshaun comes, that, you know, he would want to come back. But uh, what do you think about him and, and possibly his return? Yeah, look, I think it's possible. I mean, he said the other day that the window's still open. He'd love to come back to New Orleans and stuff. But he understands the NFL's a business. I think the problem there is people caught on no people know how talented Teron Armstead is right there's always that that asterisk that footnote saying when healthy and the fact is when you invest so much money in a left tackle like that you know that he's not going to go through a full season and I think the only time obviously not think the only time he's been able to almost go a full season he got knocked out two games for COVID that's the healthiest he's been right but you run that risk for a guy that's on the other side of 30 I don't think you invest that much money and I think he's going to look for a good situation for him. I know he wants to start saints do make a lot of sense. Even if Winston was to come back, I still think that he would make a lot of sense, but at some point I think depending on how they attack this and if it doesn't happen, then maybe they look at a James Hurst. I know sometimes I think we talked about it before on your yep. last time I was here about Ryan Ramchek moving over. I, don't, right. I just don't see that happening. Does I don't think you touch him. I think you would go to the draft and if you don't land Deshaun Watson, use 18 overall, get you a, a stellar left tackle to protect your blind side and be a staple like Ramchek has been. So, um, you know, Winston will have to wait a little bit and just like some of these other guys. But if, if they don't land Watson, I know – the look of it saying, Hey, I don't think this guy would wait around, but there is no interested teams or there's no visits. Let me put it that way. I'm sure they're interested teams and no visits lined up at this moment right now. He's still rehabbing. I know he's going to be ready to go, but um, you know, it, it's one of those really wait and see, but I feel like they're best suited and they have the best backup plan. Whereas the other teams, I don't know what they're going to do. That's so wild though. You know, like it's so wild that, other teams it's so chaotic around it and you you just don't know but then the saints seem to be the 
the and I know John, we might be a little bit biased, but we're kind of not when you put it on paper, which is so interesting. Uh, two more, and then we'll get you out of here. Uh, a lot of LSU fans are firing the questions right now about Teron Matthew and the Honey Badger, and obviously Jarvis Landry. Uh, it kind of seems like that's not going to be a case. Maybe we were perceiving something more than what we initially thought that maybe it is right now. Anything you're hearing on Matthew or or Jarvis? I think Matthew's windows closed just because they picked up Marcus May. And I agree. The guy that's going to replace Marcus Williams. And if honestly, if anything, because um, I, I know he could still get top dollar, the Saints would look at P.J. Williams to get as a backup plan because May's got a couple of interesting things he's going to have to deal with, that DUI from last year. Right. And so could face suspension. We have to see how that plays out. Um, but as far as Landry, I know C.J. McCollum was was heavy on the recruiting. <laughs> I don't right. know if the interest was as, as high as it was built up to be from everything I understand on that. But, um, you know, look, Saints need wide receivers. And, I mean, it's interesting that Landry would visit the Falcons. But, you know, that's that's just things that you got to keep an eye out on. Um, just because you visit doesn't mean that's where it ends up. So some teams can swoop in. The wide receiver market's going to have another veteran. You know, Julio Jones. I'm not saying Julio to the Saints or anything like that. But, you know, these guys are going to have to wait a little bit. And, and you got to remember, this is a stellar wide receiver class that's coming into I mean, you got some real home runs and some real good talent that can come in here um, in the draft. And so if you don't get this higher price veterans or some of these guys, I mean, I'm still astounded that the contract that, you know, some of these guys got like Christian Kirk. I, I, I know. I was hoping – I was kind of hoping for DJ Chark. So I know some LSU fans, but I I, I was hoping for a DJ Chark in, L, in, in New Orleans, just a guy looking to prove himself. But I think it's one of those situations where – the quarterback situation isn't fixed or it isn't there. And, you know, none of the options on the roster are going to be there in week one as far as starting options. So it's it's hard for a wide receiver to be pitched on a potential or inevitable or anything like that when it's not in place. Last one, John, for you. Um, when you're, you know, when you tell me and tell me, and I, you could tell me I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just overthinking this way too much. Uh, but when you're about to give that much draft capital up, may, potentially, that the Saints are about to give up, give up. Is there a way or is there a quarterback? And I don't think that there is, but maybe a quarterback in this draft that the Saints could, if the, if Watson doesn't come here, you keep your picks and nothing happens, that you try to structure a deal to move up in the draft and get a quarterback, maybe like a Kenny Pickett or whoever it may be. Do you think the Saints entertain that or do they just go try to go back to Watson and then maybe look for next year's draft or or free agency pool? I think it's possible. I mean, you know, I don't think any of these quarterbacks that are coming in are going to be week one starters. I don't, I don't I either. I just don't see it. I think Malik Willis is intriguing. I think Kenny Pickett is, is pretty good too. I think, you know, Coral is good. And I think Sam Howell, but, you know, you asked me, does it have the buzz and feel like when Justin Herbert and those quarterbacks came out of the draft? No, I don't think so. And right. so I could see them potentially taking somebody. I don't think that they've given up on Ian Book. I think Book needs a lot of work and refinement too. Um, but at the same time, you know, they're going to be in a, a situation where if they don't land Watson, they're going to have to have a left tackle. They're going to have to get receivers. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I've caped so hard for Jameis is because 
you can get them at a good deal. You can get upgraded talent and pass catching receivers and not just receivers, but tight ends to go around him right. to make it even better. Not just Mike Thomas, because if you're banking on Thomas being the savior of the, the team for receptions and the receiving department, then you're mistaken because they got to have a better receiving option cores. You know, I like a, a scenario where Callaway and Hardy are going to be challenging for the three and four spot, not just given the two and three because they're, they're, they're it. And then undrafted guys are going to have to figure it out. But you know, um, would I say it's in, in far-fetched to have a quarterback to come behind and develop? No, I don't think so, but it would be just hard for me to, to sit here and think with their other needs that they would go to a quarterback. And, you know, of the ones that are available, I just don't see any of them that are going to be starting in week one. I lied very quickly. Last one, hashtag Ask John, about Mickey Loomis and the Saints being 31 out of 32 in the NFL teams. John, I said last night that the NFL salary cap is a lot like my abs. Technically, they <laughs> exist, but you're never going to really see it, nor is it actually like visible. Just tell the fans, please, because I saw you tweeting today, the salary cap. It's kind of like uh, it might be a, a cap, but there's a lot of leeway there to get under it. Yeah, I mean, the salary cap um... – you know, everybody talks about them being hell. It's kicking the can down the road or anything. But last year, I mean, they've always operated under the belief that the cap is going to rise, which it does uh, other than COVID year, right? And so next year it's going to rise too. And it could be even fatter because of the broadcast and TV deals and all that. And so this is a, a, a team that doesn't mind playing close to the vest because, you know, the state support and all these different things that allow them to do these types of things. And so – Again, you look at teams that just don't spend, right? Right. I mean, you got sixty to eighty million dollars in space. There's a problem. That's why you go two and fifteen or one and sixteen, and you're just not able to fill as a competitor. And again, I know it drives a lot of people crazy that the fact that they 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 basically backload these contracts and the bill comes due, but they always find a way, and they're always being able to do these restructures. So I don't think it's a, a problem. And honestly. The Mickey Loomis deserves a ton of praise, but it's Kai Harley who does all the numbers, right? <laughs> He's the guy that people yeah. are thinking like, ah, who is this guy? You know, you see him and he crunches the numbers. He gets this thing working. And and again, to be able to restructure and do some of these deals, everybody's got to remember that it's not that a player is going to be any less money. It just takes the cap hit and he gets more cash, right? I mean, that's I take that deal every day. If you tell me, right, okay, right, well, right. I'll defer. My, I put my salary down a million, but I'm going to take 10 in cash. I'd sign me up every day, but it's because of how the saints do and the state and all these types of money that allow them to keep operating this way. And so um, some of these other markets just don't have that support. They just don't, aren't able to do it. And some of the owners are just cheap. So I, I will say this other too, is that, you know, Gail Benson, we got, we've talked with her a good bit over the years and her biggest thing is she is doing her best to honor Tom's legacy. And Tom was a, wanted to be a field of competitor and he operates on the same type of, spirit and uh, operation that Tom would want to do. And so again, she's actively involved, but you know, a lot of this is coming out of her pocket, obviously, but you know, she's trying to keep with what Tom's able to do. And so I think she's building contenders and again, situation where, you know, uh, Mickey has done this a long time and he's got Jeff as a supporter factor and Dennis Allen's trying to make his stamp. And uh, I think they're making moves and going to fill the team. That's going to resemble that. It's John J. Hendricks, like the singer add the X. I always, but I knew I was going to butcher that. I, I butchered that, but I tried. I know you say that every time, but I butchered it. Buddy, you've been fantastic as always. Uh, tell everybody what you're doing, what you're, I know they know where to follow you and everything like that on Twitter. 
Uh, but other things that you have coming up as well. Yeah, uh, just follow me on Twitter, John J. Hendricks. It's Hendricks, just like Jimmy. I always tell people. <laughs> there it is. There it is. And then I, I joke because it, it depends on your age. Some people just don't get the <laughs> reference. I mean, I'm almost I'm about to be 38 in June. So it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, you never heard of Jimi Hendrix. I feel sorry for you. Right. right? You know, go, go do some soul searching if you haven't. But um, at any rate, just follow us there. SI.com slash NFL slash Saints or Saints.media. That'd be the easiest thing. And then uh, check us out at Believe Podcast Network. I do one with Terrence Copper. Just had a cool, fun partnership developed with FOCO. That's uh, Forever Collectibles. Check me out over there. I got a link on my uh, pin to my tweet. 15% off right now. So uh, if you were looking for some merch, not just Saints merch, but uh, LSU merch or favorite team merch, use that code, get 15% off. So while we're plug pluggity plugging stuff away. Hey, uh, hey, I'm going there after the show. You got my word. You have my word. I'm going to do it. Thanks, John. I appreciate you, buddy. All right, guys. Have a good one. All right. That's John J. Hendricks, man. He just absolutely crushed that. Absolutely crushed it like he always does. I I mean, look, man. Every I, I should have told him this, too. Every time he tweets, though, my heart kind of takes a dip. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, good God. I feel like Michael, uh, Michael from The Office. You know what I mean? All right, two things before we get out of here. Um, one very quickly. Um, Got to give a shout-out to our good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com, 985-386-7600. That's 985-386-7600. Real estate, title, successions, DWIs, criminal, everything, they do it. The reason they're the number one law firm in the North Shore is because they do it all. And they're so good at their job. Again, 985-386-7600 is a DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. And my good buddy, Richie Roche, over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape, 225-937-7220. That's 225-937-7220. Tell them Blake sent you on by. All right, fire in very quickly. What are some conspiracies that you have in sports? What are some conspiracies that you have in sports? And it's something that we we did last week. Everybody really liked it. Um, And so we're going to do it. In the meantime, let me tell you something that I am um, hearing around LSU when it comes to quarterback position. Maybe we'll do a segment later on in the week um, about this. Now, um, let me say this. I think... And from what I'm hearing, guys, I don't know if, if how do I want to say this? I think it's more and more prevalent and evident to me that if Jaden Daniels can pick up the playbook pretty quickly, he might be starter one. He might be QB one. And hearing around what LSU wants to do, and spreading the ball out, getting the ball out to these elite receivers. It's just continuing to come more and more prevalent. Now, always remember this, and we're going to get to these conspiracies in sports. Always remember this. Iron should sharpen iron. Iron does sharpen iron. So it's going to be interesting to me to see how this plays out. Now, one thing is you've got to give these guys a little bit of leeway. All of them. That includes Miles, that includes Jaden, that includes Nuss and Walker. They got a whole system and everything that they got to pick up on. 
So don't overreact to an interception by any four of those quarterbacks when you see it in the spring. And shout out to Brian Kelly for doing what we knew he was going to do and opening up practice to the media, which then goes into what the fans want and need to see in this spring practice. Um, it's going to be interesting on this offensive line. Did LSU do enough for Tyler Steen? I know that there's a feeling that they may they may have done enough. Now, how does Alabama get in this mix? How do they do what they do? Um, but it's very interesting on how and what they want to do. All right. Getting the conspiracies in sports, and then we're going to get on out of here. Uh, Wade McBride says, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, Hall of Fame snub. Yeah, I don't know how much I like that, y'all. It's the way of the times, man. Way of the times. Chris English says, Miles is so big, he could switch positions to tight end. Well, we need a tight end. We need a tight end. August Fugate says, nice shirt. Oh, y'all like that, huh? Repping the Frank Town. She, yeet, yeet. Frank Town till we die. FKT, 985, you me? Uh, Brian Champagne says on Facebook, conspiracies in sports science got robbed because Rams had new stadium, three refs from California. Mm. I love it. It's true. The, 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 the crazy thing, though, though, Brian, is you're not actually lying. Right? Like, you're not lying. There were three from California. There weren't three from California. Zach Efron on YouTube and the TA podcast, Tigers Avenue podcast, says, what happened to when he was 180 soaking wet talking about Miles Brennan? Those days are long gone. Those days <laughs> are been long gone. All right. We'll see you guys soon. We'll see you tomorrow. We got a lot to, I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about. We'll, we'll find some more guessing on this thing. Get some more things going. Until then, guys, y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Well, if the intro, outro will play. There we go. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.